This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Your Best Year Ever Live, a virtual event to help you set powerful goals for the new year. Claim your seat today at bestyearever.me. You know, I'm sorry. Just a mild contraction. No problem. Hold on. It's happening. It's happening. No, it's not happening. It's been happening. This has been going on for weeks. Podcast birth. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday, Courtney. Yeah, happy Monday. You know, it's been a while since we have um, really talked to people about loving Monday again. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, I've still been loving Mondays, even though we haven't talked about it as much. I hope you have. Have you been loving your Mondays, Courtney? I have. Well, you know, for me, Monday means I'm a week closer to having a baby. It's like my week's changeover on Monday. Um, Although I will say this episode is airing on my due date. And so I I think I can say confidently that this is probably my last episode. So this feels like a very special Monday to love, if I do say so. Wow. So there will be you listening right now, just Raise some praise hands right now, but don't do it if you're driving, because there's another little baker in the world. Yes, right now. Hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, dear Lord. Hopefully, hopefully. So I really know nothing about what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm just going to just chime in as you kind of walk us through uh, something you feel pretty passionate about. So it's goal setting season, Courtney. Yep. Everyone's thinking about next year. They're like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. I can't wait for this year to be over. It was such a bummer. And maybe they're excited about next year. Maybe they're coming to your best year ever, which is our goal achievement event at the end of December. So it's a good time to talk about goal setting. But what I want to talk about is one of the biggest errors I think people make that ends up making them feel bad about themselves, discouraged in the midst of their year. And it it really makes them feel like, I don't know if I'll ever have that double win that Blake and Courtney are always talking about, that win at work and succeed at life and everything's just so great. I can never do that. And the, the problem is not the goals that you want to set. The problem is you're trying to have it all, all at once. And you can have it all. That's what we talk about. We talk about the double win, winning at work and succeeding at life. We talk about the different life domains that you can set goals in because we believe one-sided success is not good enough. You deserve to be able to have that double win, to see all of your life be fruitful. But a misconception is you should be doing that all at once. You should have every area of your life be under construction all at once. It's a little bit like if you have ever... (laughs) If you've gone through Nashville in the last like three years, you can sort of relate to this. But when a city is doing construction, they have to be really strategic because if they shut down one street, but also shut down the other side of the road, and they also want to repair the pavement on something, traffic stops and nothing can get done 
right? You've got to be strategic when you're doing construction to only choose a couple of areas at one time. Eventually, the city is going to be beautiful and gorgeous, and I can't wait until we're not the crane capital of the United States. <laughs> but right now, they're popping up in different pockets over and over again. Uh, but the key here is you have got to know the season that you're in. So this episode, Courtney, is all about how do you set goals that are in season? How do you set goals that are in season? How do you choose? You know, we preach limitation, right? You can only set two to three goals per quarter. That's, that's, that's key. But how do you then know, well, what should I be doing this quarter? That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So can I ask you a clarifying question out of the gate? Yes. You're not saying that you can't get to a place that you are winning at work and succeeding at life. You're just saying, hey, if you're starting from the beginning of like pursuing that, you're not going to be able to get it all at one time. Is that accurate? That's accurate. And I would go one step further and say that the fastest route to having all of your life domains be thriving like they've never thrived before is to not focus on all of them at once, yeah. but to focus on one or two at once. It's It seems counterintuitive, but I mean, I've done it wrong for a lot of years. The fastest route to having a lot of areas thrive is to not try to do it all at once. That's what our, you know, sometimes we just jump in. Oh, if I want every area to thrive, I've got to put every area under construction. That's not true. If you want every area to thrive, you've got to start by limiting your focus. But that can be a challenge. Like, can you just, I know you've talked about life domains a couple of times. Will you kind of go over what the life domains are? Yeah, and I'll name them off the top of my head, not referencing my planner because I have that great a recall. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I just stopped to pick up an unrelated text uh, just a book that's totally unrelated. Uh, just I wanted to catch up on this. Um, the life domains are as follows, Courtney. So glad you asked me. Mm -hmm. Spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational, or your hobbies, and finally financial. Thank so you. So just saying all of those out loud, Courtney. Yeah. If some people get the planner and they go, so I'm supposed to work on all of this all at once? Yeah. I need to take a nap just reading all of those. Right, right. That could be overwhelming. If you were just going into this blind, opening up a full focus planner for the first time, you might be like, oh my gosh, yeah, there. I got to work on a lot. So dear listener, friend, what I want to free you from is this pressure to do it all at once. And what I want to give you in this episode is an insight into how do I set goals within limitations because the fastest route to what you want, trust me, is to limit your focus. But that begs the question, so then what do I focus on in this season, in this next quarter? So that's what I want to talk about. Does that sound interesting, Courtney? Yeah, I think that's great. I think very timely and yeah, I'm excited for what's next. I'm like so curious. So I have four considerations to determine what goal is in season. What's the best goal for now? In other words, how do I tackle the right goals at the right time? Yeah. So the first consideration is leverage. You've probably heard us talk about 
the 80-20 rule before or the Pareto principle, this concept that not every task is created equal. We tend to talk about that when we're talking about the daily big three, right, Courtney, where Mm -hmm. how do I focus on the task that if I do these tasks, uh, the most important stuff is going to get done. And part of what you know is what's most important is that it actually has an effect on everything else. It's the 20% that will drive 80% of the most important results. Well, the same thing is true when it comes to goals. So there are actually some goals that if you were to set and achieve this goal, not only would it affect the domain of that goal, but it would also affect the other goals that you may be setting or other life domains that you're not even setting a goal for. So let me give you an example of this. Let's say you're looking at your life domains and you're thinking about setting these different goals and you're going, okay, well, a physical goal, well, I want to exercise every day. And I also want to, you know, a spiritual goal. Oh, I also want to take time to sort of pray or journal or have a meditation time or whatever um, on a regular basis. And I also want to get better at planning my day so that, you know, maybe a career goal is like, I want to focus on the right things every day, right? You can get quickly a big list of all this type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? The first consideration is, what is a goal I could set that would make all of those goals or some of those goals easier, unnecessary altogether? What's a goal that has real leverage that would Mm -hmm. drive those things forward without any additional effort? So in that context, maybe you set a goal of, I actually want to set a habit goal to wake up at 6 a.m. every day instead of what I Mm -hmm. normally do, which is anywhere between 6.45 and 7.30 or whatever it is, right? Now that's a different goal, right? And maybe technically that's a physical goal, but by waking up at 6 a.m., what does that make possible? Well, now you just created time for you to work out if you want, or for you to pray if you want, or to do both, right? So that's just a off the top, literally off the top of my head (laughs) (laughs) example of that. But does this concept of finding the highest leverage goal make sense to you, Courtney? Yeah, I I think it totally makes sense. Um, Sometimes I find that sometimes it these high leverage goals sometimes are financially related too. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes if you can get that financial goal kicked off in the first quarter, it makes that trip that you want to do in the fourth quarter actually possible. You know, it's like exactly. I got to I got to have leverage here so that I can then do this other goal. I mean, I think the other thing that comes to mind is like the opposite of a high leverage goal, which I may have had one of those in 2020. I mean, it's still a good goal. It's just not it's not accomplishing this like hot, you know, what's going to be the most leverage there's when you're no trying to figure out. Effect. Yeah, there's no domino effect. And again, I think what you're saying is you know, none of those goals are like bad in themselves. It's just how do you pick the best one? And looking at leverage is really helpful. You know, in this last quarter, as I prepared for a baby, one of my goals was to try to get all the photos of my four-year-old daughter in these albums. Everybody everybody listening is thinking, that doesn't sound very risky, Courtney, but it was. It was a short time frame. It was a lot of work. Um, and I was really excited about it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily help me with any of my other goals. You know, it was just a kind of, it was just a goal. But I, yeah, I love that idea of like looking through the lens of leverage when you're, especially when you've got a long list of all the things you want to accomplish in a year. 
Yeah. An example for me this last quarter was I was thinking of, man, there's these different life domains I really want to get to. And, and part of my struggle is I don't even know which one I should be focusing on or where I should invest my money to make something happen. And, you know, I've got a, you know, I'm a co-host of a podcast on focus, you know, and this is still a consideration for me. And I decided, oh, what would make all of these things a lot easier mm. or just not necessary? What, what would just give me like a jet fuel for these other things? And I came to, oh, you know what? I really need a mentor. Like I need someone that I can trust that has meets these criteria and whatever else. I actually didn't even go that far. I just like, I really could use a mentor. And so literally my goal was, hey, this quarter, I want to secure a dedicated mentor relationship with someone whose life experience I want to replicate. And that's yeah, why and I Yeah, and that's why you, you asked me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's just funny that both of us knew where we were going with Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, by having a mentor, when I go into Q1, that's going to make my financial goals a lot clearer and easier. That's going to make, you know, other decisions I have to make a lot easier. I'll make less mistakes. I mean, it's just going to have a massive domino effect. Uh, Shalene Johnson calls these push goals. You know, so if you're thinking about that, I, I like to think of that visual of a domino effect. Of, yeah. Do I want, you don't want to hit the goal that's at the end of the domino line, you know, because then nothing else happens. But are there goals that if you would accomplish them, yeah. it starts this chain reaction of achievement? So that's the first consideration, leverage. The second consideration when you're determining what's in season for me is life domains, life domains. So you heard me list all of these out, but I want to reiterate, you can't work on all your life domains at once. Yeah. You can't work on all your life domains at once. Ooh, even the idea of that kind of makes me like twitch a little bit. You know, this is true if, if you've ever gotten surgery or you need multiple phases of a surgery like you know Did I had you say a, faces or face <laughs> yeah multi, you know if you're if, in, in plastic <laughs> surgery you know you get multiple faces if you need no i'm just kidding um is this like nicholas cage in that movie uh face off right remember that one a aptly named yeah yeah nicholas cage in american treasure <laughs> if you try to put all life domains under construction it puts your overall health of every life domain in peril it really does. And you need to recognize that, that it's not healthy to try to optimize every area all at once. Just like it's not healthy to have, you know, when an athlete gets a, a specific injury or uh, th they need something fixed, you, you don't do all the surgeries all at once because that would put your recovery time, that would exponentially increase your recovery time because you can't adequately adjust the rest of your body can't help you at all because all these areas are under construction at once you've got to work at one or two at a time well and and frankly you i mean that is just a recipe for failure it would be like all these only like 25 percent of the surgeries were successful and the other 75 percent were a total bust you know and that's exactly true for your goals you know if you try to accomplish goals in all those life domains I mean, I can tell you before you start that it's, it's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. So what you want to do with this consideration is to ask some questions to consider which life domains do I want to focus on right now? The first and most obvious way 
is a tool we have called the life score assessment. And here you're trying to get visibility on which life domains need the most help. So we have a free assessment. We call it the life score assessment that you can take and it will just ask you some questions, do a diagnostic on those life domains. And then you get to see, oh, here's some life domains that are really struggling. But it doesn't stop there. It's not always what is the most squeaky wheel and therefore that's what I focus on. You also want to think about, well, what am I excited about investing in? Which life domain do I have energy around? Because if you if you ignore where your energy lies, you set yourself up for failure in goal achievement. If, if you think, well, I should focus on this rather than I get to or I'm excited about focusing on this, you're doing yourself a disservice. I love that advice of like, which ones do you have energy for? Um, but what I find a lot of times is that people tend to have energy for their, their vocational goals, for work goals, but sometimes not much outside of that. So what would you say to people, you know, that it's like the, all the energy is on vocational and nothing else? Uh, how gentle do you want me to be? <laughs> Well, you know, we're nearing <laughs> we're nearing 2021 and so uh, they've de- they've dealt with a lot of hard this year these listeners. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think so I they can handle oh, I was going to say oh, I think, you're going the other way. Okay, so it. I can be hard. Yeah. I mean, they they've done hard this year. They they know how to take it. Yeah. So, I would I mean, um I don't know if you got if you can reach back behind you on that bookshelf. I I left a gas tank there for you so you could put on your your gear here. But let's scuba dive for a second because that's probably an, an identity issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably where it begins. And sometimes we're really clear on our work identity. And by identity, I just mean, what do we believe to be true about ourselves? And do we have vision for ourselves? And so if you do not have a vision for your marriage, you just like, hey, all we got married because we loved each other. And so I guess now we're married, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> um, if there's no vision for your marriage, you'll never get excited about it, right? So ask questions like, well, who do I really want to be? You know, identity isn't just given, it's also designed. So who do I want to be as a dad? Who do I want to be as a spouse? Or who do I want to be in finances? What do I believe to be true about myself? We, we did an episode recently on limiting beliefs, right? And sometimes we're not excited about a financial domain goal because we think we're terrible with money, you know? And that's actually a limiting belief. So you may have to put on the scuba gear Um, You may also need to cast some vision. So if you're not excited, it's likely because there is no, either you have an identity problem or you have a vision problem of like, I I don't have any vision for an emotional goal because I don't know what it means to have healthy emotions. And so when I said, how gentle do you want to be? Part of me, my first gut was like, go see a counselor, you know, (laughs) but, (laughs) but you, I mean, I I say that in only a little bit of hyperbole, but if you don't have vision for those things, you will never, it'll be really hard to gear up excitement. The reason we're excited about career goals is usually the vision's laid out for us. Yeah. Someone else has shown us, oh, hey, here's your big goal. So go and yeah. do it. Well, I, I think this is a really interesting two things sitting on the, in opposition of each other. You know, it's like the person that like wants to work on all the life domains because, you know, they're like, let's get this all in order, you know, and not needing to do that. And then the opposite end, which is like, I'm only excited about this one life domain. Mm-hmm. And I can't quite figure out how to get excited about any of these other ones. And honestly, a lot of times I find that that's 
where we end up burned out and overworking is because we really don't have a vision for anything outside of that that one life domain. So here's something sneaky that's going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, Courtney, but I've seen this uh-huh. play out again and again with our one-on-one coaching clients in Business Accelerator. I was talking with one of our coaches and he said that this guy was having a, a really hard time with getting breakthrough in, as they were trying to scale their business. Like their profitability was just not working with scale mm-hmm. that they were growing at. And I said, oh, wow. So John, what you, you know, what model did you give him? Did you do some strategic whatever? And he said, he said, oh, no. Um, I told him he had to go find a hobby. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, he literally never, ever thought about anything besides work. And what he doesn't know that, you know, our coach John knows because he has the experience is you are operating at a limited capacity when you never take a break. Yeah. And for this guy, he was never going to take a break until he had a hobby he was excited about. And lo and behold, so the guy starts, (laughs) you know, I can't even remember what he did. I think he was, it may have just been, uh, you know, playing golf or something like that. But he literally, you know, getting outside and lo and behold, he his profitability has improved in his business. And he's like, how does that even happen? He's like, well, you rejuvenate, you get creativity, you get fulfillment, and you show up differently at work. And so this is not, this is art and science. So yes, consider leverage. And it may seem like, well, if I crush it at work, then everything else will be fine. And ask yourself, how long has that been the case? Because if it's a lifestyle, then it's not a seasonal thing, right? And you may want to consider your life domains and if you've been stuck in a career issue or a financial issue for a long time, you may actually want to look at another life domain. Yeah. You know, hey, actually, if our marital life, do- I keep coming back to marriage or emotions like, hey, if my emotional life domain was better. I wonder if my financial life domain would improve, right? Maybe I would not be comfort spending as much, maybe be easier to save more and that sort of thing. So anyway, that's the second consideration. Think about your life domains. Yeah. Consider so which good. domain you want to focus on. Third consideration is goal compatibility. And Courtney, I'm smiling because I have (laughs) shared a story of this from your life before. But essentially, some people will set goals and they don't even realize they're setting themselves up for failure because the goals are so great, you know, and it's and maybe they were smart goals, but they weren't smart -er because Mm -hmm. that last er, that last R stands for relevant. And if your goal is not relevant to other goals, if it's not compatible with other goals, you're setting yourself up for some hurt. So I'm curious is is the goal that you share of mine the one where I had the like financial goal and my husband uh-huh. had the goal for like all these vacations we were going to take mm-hmm. in the same year? <laughs> yeah. You know, we set our goals separately. And I had this kind of like aggressive like savings goal for the year. And um, when my husband and I got together to kind of go through our goals, he had a goal for like, I, I you know, all these different vacations that we were going to take periodically through the year. And we realized like, yeah, this is not, these don't work together, you know. Um, maybe if we would have done the kind of going back to your point about leverage, if we had done the financial goal first to like fuel all the vacations. Um, but trying to do those simultaneously uh, was just like a recipe for failure on both of our parts. Exactly. So your goals need to be compatible with one another. 
But I want to actually highlight another element of uh, compatibility. It's a question I get a lot when Mm. we do full focus training, which is how many habit goals should I have versus achievement goals? And what I would share is, and this is not a hard and fast rule per se, but I would warn you against setting a bunch of habit goals all at once. Even if they're in different life domains, even if they're separate, even if they're all high leverage, but if you've got all habit goals and you're trying to just change Mm -hmm. habits, multiple habits at once, that's really, really challenging. It's not impossible, but if you want the fastest route to the double win, I would recommend, you know, one and, and probably two at the most habit goals that you're working on in a given quarter and, and balancing that out with just achievement goals, because, you know, Trying to uproot all of your habits and patterns at yeah. once is just, it's just not going to be compatible. You know, it's like working on too much at once. And similarly, it, you may experience the same thing if you just, if all you said is achievement goals. Yeah. And I think there that the challenge is uh, project management and a feeling of disorder. It's a different kind of overwhelm, right? But imbalance in one direction or the other, I think can lead to overwhelm. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think that is that's so key. I mean, I kind of with all of these, it's kind of keeping things in balance. You know, both achievement goals and habit goals are really important. Um, but if you get too many on one side or the other, it can be kind of a recipe for uh, frustration um, on your part. Okay, but wait, Blake, can I brag on you for a second? Because we're this episode oh, yes. is just like I don't have a a written part of this podcast today. So I just feel like I can say whatever I want. Uh, (laughs) But you just brought up that you do you get these questions at trainings. And for everybody out there listening, because I'm going to be gone for a while on maternity leave. But you may not realize this, but Blake does trainings for the full focus planner. So if you are interested or your company, you might want to have Blake come in and do a training for you all. Uh, you can do that. So you can schedule that at, I don't know the website. I should because I'm the chief marketing officer, but Blake, you probably know it. You can go to fullfocusplanner.com slash training. So if you want to be able to ask your questions to Blake, you know, in person, there you go. That's how you do that. Thank you, chief marketing officer for that glowing (laughs) recommendation. All right. So you want to consider your leverage. You want to consider your life domains. You want to consider goal compatibility, you know, ensuring you're not, you know, having one goal, eat the other's lunch or just all in achievement or all in habit goals. There's one more consideration and that is outside circumstances. Do you just mean um, 2020? (laughs) (laughs) I don't just mean 2020. So what I'm not saying is that your circumstances have to define your progress. Again, we, d- we just did an episode on limiting beliefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going back to this idea of what's in season, what I like to consider when I'm choosing goals is w- how can I get the most success the fastest, right? I, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I guess if you think about it, it's kind of a lazy way of thinking about it, but I'm like, what's the laziest way to goal achievement? Not because I want to be lazy, but because I want to reach my full potential. So if there's a fast track, I want to be on it. So when we consider outside circumstances, we're just looking at, well, what are obstacles or deadlines or literal seasons that are at play in my life, in the world, in our business? 
what are those things? It's not to say that those things will define what you do, but you do want to consider them because it could affect the order of your focus. It could affect the order of operations if you're considering all the different goals you want to achieve in a given year. So you're saying before I finish my goals for 2021, I should probably remember that I'm going to have a newborn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that okay. would be really important. Got it. Got it. So it, no, yeah. no marathon running in February. <laughs> probably not going to happen, huh? Yeah. You know, and this is kind of a, I think, a cliche. And I, if, if this has been you in the past, I want to release you from any shame about this. But like sometimes people will start their their new diet or their exercise program January 1, right? And the gym is full in January. The truth is that's actually pretty smart because if you decided to start your brand new diet plan right before you're about to have a bunch of meals or parties where all the food is tempting you and it's completely outside, the menu is totally outside of your control. It's not impossible, but boy, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Use the excitement and the leverage point of a new year to engage in that habit. So that's an example of outside circumstances. It's not that, you know, you shouldn't do something or an obstacle or season makes it impossible, but consider when will this be easiest to accomplish? And then use the systems and the tools that we've trained you all on, including your full focus planner, to be one of the people that's still there in February at the gym. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing. You know, think of the literal seasons. Like if you have a goal, for instance, hey, I want to start a running habit or train for a marathon. Maybe you want to do it when it's nice weather in your area because that'll be easier. You'll be more excited to get outside. Like you don't have to make it hard on yourself. So this last one is really just an encouragement to consider those deadlines, those physical seasons, those business seasons. Now we have seasons in business, right, Courtney? Like at Michael Hyatt and Company, we actually have people take sabbaticals every three years. But our current policy on that is is when do they take those sabbaticals? In In July. July. There's a reason they don't take them in October. And it's not because we don't believe in the double win and the double isn't isn't possible. But October and November, they tend to be pretty big months for us, right? Right. July is kind of, you know, there's just a natural rhythm. So that's exactly what we're talking about. How do you make the double win easier? How do you accomplish it? You have to consider your outside circumstances when you're setting your goals. That helps you keep them in season. To sum up, if I may, you can have it all. You can have the double win, just not all at once. You've got to put limitations in place. You need an imbalance of focus temporarily to create that overall balance that you're looking for in your life. So to do that, you need to set the right goal at the right time. So consider what goals are going to be highest leverage right now. Consider your life domains. Consider the goal compatibility and consider your outside circumstances. So Courtney, I know you're you're just jaws on the floor right now with just the heavy hitting revelation. <laughs> but I'm curious if there's a if there's a final thought or something, maybe just one takeaway from this episode that you feel like you'd want to highlight to our listeners uh, or just bring with you as you set goals next year. No, I think this is so good. It's really, really helpful. And I've taken notes myself. And I think for some people, you may be wondering, okay, like I have the opposite problem of like, actually, I can't come up with any goals. 
Uh, I would encourage you, you actually probably can, you just need to take a few minutes. I would recommend actually taking the life domains and just being creative for a second, just jotting down any kind of idea you have for each one, and then using these considerations to actually hone down on what is gonna be uh, the right thing to tackle for the first quarter, you know, and second quarter, third quarter. You know, for me personally, I think this is a really good exercise as I come to a big shift in my life. And I think all of these are just right on. I'm even trying to think. Blake, did you did you uh, coordinate this episode just for me that you were like, you know what, Courtney? This episode was just a passive aggressive way to encourage you to take, I think, up to a full week after your baby's born to start training <laughs> for that marathon. Yes. Thank you, Blake. Thank you for that. Um but good advice on how to <laughs> look at the outside circumstances. Um, That's what our listeners want. They want my perspective on how you should handle your postpartum yes, life. I think that's that what they're looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That, yep. That is something there. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is really good. And I think for everybody out there, especially people that have gone through your best year ever, that this is a really great tool. And honestly, I think this is something really every quarter as you kind of evaluate your goals as part of your quarterly preview process um, could be a really helpful set of questions to work through. Awesome. Well, thank you, Courtney, for accepting my humble presentation here today. And thank you listening. This is Focus on This. We're so happy you made time to be with us. Yes, we are happy that you made time. (laughs) And it is. I'm happy. I should let me rephrase that. I'm happy you joined us today. Courtney, she's on the fence. I'm borderline. No, I'm thrilled that you listened. And I love actually one seriously, one of my favorite things was getting into our full focus. Facebook community and seeing the questions about the podcast or seeing comments about the podcast. Literally, I like love it. Um, So thank you all for listening, truly. And I will miss y'all for a while here. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So remember to share it with your friends and use the hashtag focus on this podcast. And some of us, someone will be here next week with another great episode. It may not be, (laughs) it may not be Courtney, but we'll do our best without you as you enter into the next chapter. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Until then, stay, stay focused. focused. Did I blow your mind today, Courtney? Totally blew my mind. Best stuff on the podcast ever. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Your Best Year Ever Live, a virtual event to help you set powerful goals for the new year. Claim your seat today at bestyearever.me.